Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street The leaves and tinder, corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind. gonna get this thing going or what and i'm infatuated by that sunrise it's just phenomenal it is really is even when we were just driving up the road from the gate it was you could start seeing that orange horizon and now it's deeper and wider and just beautiful good morning it is 7.02 7.02 a.m. on a beautiful Sunday morning. You are tuned in to the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning for you right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. My name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning, everybody. Road Rash is the young man who gets here early and makes sure the gate gets open for us and the uh, old potbelly stove gets fired up. Really, the brain's behind any of this operation. That's right. He comes in, lines us up, makes sure we're paying attention. Slaps us a couple times. Wake up! <laughs> And, Wake uh, up! You're not good enough to be here. <laughs> oh. Prove me wrong. And uh, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, from back in your military days. Uh, anyway, like it's a beautiful. You can catch us twenty four seven, three sixty five on all the social uh, media networks: Spotify and iTunes and Facebook and. All that stuff. And go to theoutdoorzone.com. Podcast. We, we have a website. Those wouldn't be social media networks. Those are called podcast Whatever. Places. It's iTunes. all just a pain in the... Beep. Uh, anyway, good morning. Well, I can just see where this morning's going to go. Man, I had a... Joyous. I had a great day fun. yesterday. Yeah, you did. I, I, I was... Man, it was such a good day. Your poor dog didn't. He had to lug around your lunch and... Your uh, waters. Well, and- so we have a, a your little brother. Yes, my youngest son has a border collie that lives at our house <laughs> had, and has had, always <laughs> had a border collie. No, he still has it. It's still his. Uh, but 
so uh, uh, Rudy runs with me every day, and he hangs out pretty much. You know, it's the only friend I got. And uh, only one I put up with you. <laughs> it's because I carry a pocket full of treats everywhere. <laughs> Do you love me? Come have a treat. You carry a pocket full of hundreds. I'll follow uh, you around too. <laughs> you want a hundred? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So anyway, we, uh, Mrs. Graney and I, I've been so busy. She's been so busy. Family in town, all that kind of stuff. We just needed a day to just chillax and. Um, we decided yesterday we're just going to go for a hike somewhere. We just take off in the morning and that's not a day of relax. It was, it was awesome. And so you'll do it with your daughter soon enough and, um, or go out on the boat or something. And we went to McKinney roughs, which is right next to the Hyatt. Yeah. Going towards Bastrop. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'd never hiked that that uh those trails back there i really didn't know anything about them and but i have a app on my phone that i use when i go hiking called all trails and uh and it just has different i mean whatever region of the country you're in you can just log in and it'll tell you where trails are in your region and yeah it has them all mapped out and gps so you can just look on it i mean you just open up the app and you can follow yourself on the trail it's spectacular and uh and we just went and hiked about six miles all through the um, down to the Colorado River and up and down some bluffs, and it was it was spectacular. Got back about three, left at nine, got back about three, and uh, took the dog, took the dog, and so for Christmas he got a uh, you got no he got. It belongs to him. It's a backpack system. <laughs> Nothing in for that a backpack dog. is for him. <laughs> yeah, no, there's doggy treats in there. There's a <laughs> leash and a stick and a ball and there's stuff in there that belongs to him. So I, it's not really around. so you know, I'm trying to determine the best way that you pack that pack cuz it, it's no, you can't necessarily it's not like you can put 40 pounds of stuff in there. You got to have the right stuff in there. So you can you can have a you know, ten pounds, fifteen. He could probably carry forty pounds, but I mean that's how much he weighs. So that's terrible. But anyway, only ants are supposed. We've to been do out. That. We've been out twice, and yesterday was second time out with Make him. You carry your body weight on your back. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, but we've been out twice with the new backpack system the first time he kind of walked sideways <laughs> you know because it was not evenly distributed or no he just is like what is this and then yesterday he was absolutely fine with it he just went up and down everywhere he just didn't yeah. bother him at all and uh so it's it's fun it's neat you know i love hiking i love that whole thing i love the backpack and the gear you should put your car keys and wallet and phone in there when you're hiking you know so you don't have to carry it i could actually <laughs> just kidding that was a joke you probably shouldn't do that why well but you can't he's not gonna run off well what if it he rubs up against a tree running through the woods chasing a squirrel i, it, I could get, do that <laughs> same thing could happen well he probably is more responsible you're right I and if i go down saying. if i go down i just say ready go, go get, get help 
(laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful day today. It's going to be beautiful all this week. I was looking at the weather and... I mean, we are so blessed. We right got now. a little chance of rain towards the end of the week. It'd be good to get some rain. We're like gonna 40% have to have some chance right now. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So. Well, we're gonna have to have some really cold weather sometime I in don't the next know. two months. We're gonna have to because otherwise, all the mosquitoes, all the bugs, and stuff. You got to have that super hard. We had free. some freezes in like October and stuff. Yeah, they weren't much of a. That wasn't much. Now I'm not super complaining, right? But I also I recognize I the fact that we've got to have real I mean, hard for a real long time. It was freezing yesterday. I went out to the farm yesterday morning and uh, had ice on everything. Oh yeah, twenty nine, twenty nine oh, really? degrees. Oh yeah, it was cold out there. So it's been freezing several times. Yeah, I've, so. scra- I've scraped ice off my windshield many mornings. Now I'm south of town. The heart of the city may not cool off as much, you know. Right. Well, that. I'm not worried about them so much as <laughs> I'm worried about me. <laughs> but that south side of town, you know, just south of town where you're getting... I've had ice on my... I've, I've yeah. gone out in the mornings and had See, ice on everything. That's freezing. But That'll kill a mosquito, won't it? I don't know. I don't know how long it has to be. And like blue bonnets? Yeah. Blue bonnets, from what I understand. Now, I'm no horticulturalist. Uh, like this is you, not your garden show. <laughs> Watching, listen to another channel at another time. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that wildflowers, you have to have a freeze. It's part of the getting the seed ready for yeah. blooming. Yeah, but we sure we've had. I mean, we've had freezes. I think we're good. I don't need it. To, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we're we good. Just, we can stay in sixty for a couple months. Yeah, and I mean, it's perfect. During the day, is it not? Oh man! I was outside and yesterday afternoon, and uh, tinkering with some stuff on the house, and I, you know, didn't break a sweat. I know you're in a t-shirt and it's cool, a breeze on your face. It's like you're in Colorado. If you need to warm up, you just step into the sunlight for a second. Yeah, and it just warms you right up. Kind of gets that chill out of you, you know. Right on, right on, right on. Oh, man, it's about perfect. Hey. It doesn't need change. Road Rash, have you ever spent long periods of time in a a place um, where there's snow in the winter, like Colorado or? No, I've only seen like Texas ice, you know, kind of slush stuff that we get here. I've never been anywhere where actual snow was present. (laughs) Yeah. So your little brother. Oh, yeah. Flew to Denver. He's snowboarding the next three or four days. He's got friends up there, so he jumps on a $29 cheap airfare ticket to Denver, and somehow he gets there, (laughs) and he snowboards for three or four days, and then comes back home. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's snow and slop and cold stuff elsewhere, but it's not here this today. It's not here this week. No. I want to encourage you to take advantage of it, man. Gosh darn it. Yeah, so Go I went out outside. to the I went out to the farm yesterday. My little daughters had been had the flu, has the flu, had the flu, has the flu. Yes, uh, kind of breaking the fever of the whole thing. But uh, so yesterday I woke up at four thirty. We all the house woke up at four thirty a.m. and um, yeah. Then this morning I wake up at four thirty, like bright eyed. I guess because 
I'd been got up at four thirty yesterday. My body was like, "Oh, time," <laughs> and so I'm like, "It's quiet. It's dark. It's nice and nice. warm." And you know, I'm my bed, and I'm like, "What am I t- doing? Why am I doing this?" But yesterday, woke up at four thirty because she needed or she took some medicine. You know, woke up and right. she was sick and blah blah blah. Well, I uh, I thought, well, shoot, I don't need to waste this time. I just I just slide out to the ranch or to the farm and see, I've been looking for this one big old buck, you know, this, this buck that's been showing up on my camera every now and then. And, uh, he's, he's pretty elusive and the ghosts. Yeah. If we're, we're thinking about moving out to the farm and before we do, I thought I want to shoot a deer now. Cause once we move out there, you know, there'll be like pets, you know, right. we'll know. I'll have, I'll come out there yeah. and kill them. Yeah. But, you won't. I won't. I won't kill. Right. But uh, so I hunt. And I kind of get anxious, you know, or antsy or whatever, like I do. I don't do very good sitting there waiting for an animal to walk up. And uh, so I walked the property and, you know, walked all around and checked out some cool stuff, whatever, the pond and all that kind of stuff. Tons of dove spooked up 14 ducks off the pond. So I'll be duck hunting it next weekend. And, uh, dang, that's good. I know 14. That's, yeah. that's over two man limit, baby. Yeah, we 12. only saw two the other day when we were out there. Yeah. There were 14 of them suckers, uh, uh, three groups of them. Um, so anyway, uh, that was cool. I'm going to try and duck hunt, but, uh, uh, so I go to leave the farm. I pack up, you know, I've been there a couple hours or whatever. I'm, Pull out of the gate, lock the gate. I'm pulling out. I take a ride onto the main highway. I mean, it's right off the main highway. Right. I take a ride on the main highway. I look over in the big open field, not a tree in sight. And there's that buck walking across that field straight towards the farm. It was the end of, you know, today is the end of regular season, deer season. It's it. Done. Today. Regular deer season. And... As I was pulling out, I thought, well, that was a good deer season. And I look over, and that buck's walking straight towards the farm. I thought, you little booger. But he gets another year. So that's yeah, it'll just be that much bigger next year when I put the smack down on him. <laughs> All right, it's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. When we come back on the flip side, we'll talk some fishing news. And uh, I'm going to try and get Cody to tell me a little bit about where we can go fishing around here this time of year and what uh, that looks like. Embarrassed. And, uh, is, I don't even want to talk the, uh, is the uh is Lake Falcon happening? Come on. It's we'll early. News of the weird, all that and more. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it live right here, 24-7-365. Catch us on theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Hey, shout out to everybody who's out there getting set up for church. All the folks that are setting up the parking lot, or actually, you're probably not listening to us. You may be on your way to get things set up at church. I know one pastor that's listening to us. Yeah. Yeah, he goes in, does the morning prayer with the setup team, and then goes out to his truck and listens to us. So 
I'm not going to name you, but just know I know who you are. <laughs> well, and uh, my pastor who at Austin Stone, who was at our South Campus, but yeah. is now at the new campus, uh, he catches us in the morning sometimes. He'll text me and say, hey, I heard yeah. you guys this morning. Lots of pastors what? sneaking out in that back parking lot where everybody sits <laughs> up there. Trying to figure out where they're going to go hunting and fishing. Come <laughs> on. Uh, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, bigger savings, more inventory, and thousands off new Ram trucks. That's the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Did you know that the Ram 1500 was the Texas Auto Riders Association's truck of the year? Again, better performance, more efficiency, new technology, and more than 100 safety features. And can it tow? Yeah, 12,500 pounds and a ton of storage. And if that wasn't enough, you still have Niles' personal promise, the same promise he's been making for over 30 years to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring them the signed buyer's order, and they'll beat it. Super center size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at com. Bassmaster Elite <coughs> Series. You all right there? Oh, man. I just had a tough one there. Get through that one. Spray a little Lysol in Yeah, there. I've got a can of Lysol. Sorry, honey, it's not at the house right now. I brought it with me. Uh, I can't get sick. Bassmaster... Um, uh, Makes me sick elite just thinking Bass about Master it. Elite. The Bassmaster Elite. Bassmaster Series. Uh, the, the the opens. Uh, anyway, I don't know what's going on with Bassmaster. I don't know what's going on with the opens. I'm not in the opens yet. All these guys have announced that uh, they're in the opens, so I guess I'm not. I guess a lifetime member that signs up, uh, you know, uh, ahead of time and is a lifetime member. I don't, Look, I don't know. They're how that desperately works. seeking those guys from the tour. Yeah, they're in that in those opens. They're desperately seeking them because of all the BS that's happened over the last year. And I know. So I, I get it. You, and so they you have do priority. Get it. I know you get it. They have priority. I don't. And uh, I haven't heard any word whether I'm in or not fishing. So I doubt I'm fishing the Bassmaster Series this year. I'll probably stick to Bass Champs, which makes Woo-hoo! a team team tournament Chad trail Bucks. here in, in Texas that makes uh, as much money. Uh, you can make as much money. Uh, I mean, $2.5 million they're paying out in 2020. Some. $2.5 million for a little Texas trail, just a little, little bass tournament here in Texas. So be fishing the central region and the south region and uh got new partners for both of them both guys that i fished with quite a bit but uh new official partners for each one of those so that'll be a lot of fun um well you're ready to rock it out then with them yeah we'll have fun uh starts january 18th on falcon is where i'll be fishing the south region the actual bass champs uh the eastern region actually starts next weekend already so sam rayburn kicks off their event there january 11th man 20 grand you're flying in a skeeter 25 grand for first place for a one-day event you don't do that anywhere else there's nobody that has a better payout there's no 
tournament trail, no team tournament trail that does it better than Bass Champs. You should so. get you should get Chad on the show so we could. Just I try talk. all the time, and he's. I mean, they run a heck of a lot of tournaments during the tournament season when that kicks up, and then when it's not tournament season, he is in the woods and you can't find him, and his cell phone yeah, doesn't work, and true. he doesn't care. About not being able <clears throat> to find him. I can't blame him. I don't care. Talk to me January 11th <laughs> at Sam Rayburn. I'll be there. Uh, they're going to do the TX uh, TX shootout again. $50,000 first place for a one-day tournament. Where are they doing that? That's at Sam Rayburn yeah. later in uh, June. So that's a big payout. Uh, the richest guaranteed open team event in Texas. Plus all the big bass events on Fork and... Uh, the big bass events, uh, yeah, like Fork, Mega Bass, Berkeley, the Skeeter Owners Tournament. So lots of big stuff. Check out Bass Champs if you want to fish for great money. And uh, and it's just a one-day deal. There's a week off limit. So if you can't, you don't have to be out there practicing on a Wednesday. You don't, you you. You can't get off work to go practice for these tournaments. That, That's okay. One, None of us can. Uh, the, so it's great. The one thing, well, and Chad figured that out. Those guys figured that part out where they can get the regular guy to come in there and be able to f- drive down on Friday yeah. and fish that deal on Saturday. Or drive down that morning. Or drive down that morning. They figured that, that part out, and that's why they're the biggest single trail in the country. Yeah, I would guess, and and uh, you know, and and be able to compete because you have a chance. You just got to figure them out that day. Yeah, you just got to figure them out that day. Uh, Some other news: FLW, uh, you know, big changes with FLW after they got bought with uh, bought by Major League Fishing. We know that Ranger Boats was bought by uh, Bass. No, bought. Ranger Boats was bought by uh, White uh, Mountain, or what's that boat dealer? The one that owns everything now. White he Mountain owns everything. Bass, uh He owns Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. He owns everything. Um, yes. Drawn a blank on, on his name. But yes. Uh, so, Ranger had been FLW's major sponsor, the boat brand. The only boat that you ran and... Major League Fishing, uh, Forest L. Wood. You know, they had that Forest L. Wood model Ranger. Um, the FLW was named after Forest Johnny L. Morris. Wood. Yeah, Johnny Morris uh, owns, but his boat dealership's white uh, something, I think, uh, white uh, rhino or something. Uh, anyway, uh, Johnny Morris, yes, owns Ranger now, right? So he bought out Ranger boats a couple of years ago. Uh, FLW still carried Ranger Boats as their title. Now Major League Fishing bought FLW, the other major tournament trail, and um, just announced that Phoenix will now be their headlining boat. What? FLW Phoenix bonus announced for 2020. <clears throat> uh, so I'm guessing that's their, you know, their, their boat that they're going to be pushing. So Phoenix has made a big push in the boat world they're one of the only ones that's now not owned by johnny morris <laughs> yeah you got uh phoenix and uh skeeter. skeeter and then you got all of the johnny morris brands man i 
Yes, thank you. What is it? White River? Uh, White River Marine Group. Yes, White River Marine. See, I was close. Yeah. White Hawk. <gasps> Something oh. like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Johnny Morris is, uh, owns all the bass boat brands now other than, I think, Phoenix and Skeeter are pretty much it. I mean, I know <clears throat> there's some higher end and single bill, you know, Bullet is making some boats or Allison or... You know some of these kind of things, but your production builders, your your main ones, regular there, guys, the guys own. that are really pumping the money back in the industry and sponsoring FLW. Uh, you know, there's only a handful of those those brands left out there. So interesting to announce they've got quite a contingency plan. I thought um, seven grand uh, for the original owner of a Phoenix uh, pays out seven grand. For all the FLW series events, um, if you got a 250 a Phoenix with a 250, five grand for a 225, it goes down from there. Um, but and if it's an older model or you're not the original owner, they're still going to pay you out for a now. First place there finisher. you go. Yeah, twenty five hundred bucks. Well, come but on, still. still. You Still, get a that guy, guy can buy a used boat. There or, you go. Or have one that's a few years old. Like a mean 15. Yeah, it's still got to be a Phoenix. With there. an 80 horse on there. So, anyway, uh, fishing stuff is coming back around. I really hadn't had anything to to do or talk about for the last several weeks, but uh, fishing stuff's kind of... I actually had a dream last night for the first time about fishing, <laughs> and uh, I zeroed two days in a row in a tournament on some river system and was I didn't understand what was going on why I couldn't catch a bass but still it's moving in the right direction at least I was fishing again in my dreams so there we go McBride's guns the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns it's imperative we support our local gun shops the one we trust with our constitutional rights and money is McBride's guns McBride's has a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust Repair or modify your firearms. Looking for that personal carry? A referral class for your personal carry class? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. This is a weird Coming up next, you don't want to miss it, brought to you by Jim Beam on the OutdoorZone.com. This is T. Roy Bruce Orr, listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue. All right, welcome back. Regulators, you're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor radio show on radio, right here on the Outdoor Zone radio network, available live on Sundays or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Austin's hottest new restaurant, Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional coastal cuisine, Combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have really cool selection of oysters, fantastic pet-friendly patio. Oh, this would be a good day to go over there mm. for their Sunday brunch. K 
killer brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Don't miss their fabulous desserts, their house-made breads. Our buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider invite you to join them at Shore, located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. You can check them out at ShoreATX.com, ShoreATX.com. Shore Raw Bar and Grill, go get you some. That's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Well, Road Rash is upset, aren't you? I'm mad, man. This story's got me fired up. The Kentucky (laughs) Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources found dead fish along 62 miles of Glens Creek at the Kentucky River. Jim Bean was fined $600,000 earlier this month after a July warehouse fire sent nearly 20 a nearly 23-mile plume of alcohol into the Kentucky and Ohio rivers, killing fish. They had a good go. I mean, you got to think, that was a heck of a way to go out. That's a way to go out. If you're a perch. (laughs) You're only going to live so long anyway as a fish, you know? I wonder, it was kind of like, you know, if you just grabbed one right away and and cleaned it, It'd probably be kind of marinated, maybe even kind of what a sushi those, thing there. Yeah, yeah, all the people living off that river, off those fish, are like, man, we gotta have fish again for lunch. <laughs> and man, we gotta have I gotta fish have tonight, more. man. I gotta, I gotta eat me another bass, Feeling man. Sleepy. Go down there and catch me another couple of bass, man. I'm good. The distillery agreed to the fine and. Uh, December 6th order from Kentucky Energy and Environmental Cabinet. The Courier-Journal reports Jim Beam also reimbursed the state agency $112,000. The July 3rd fire was started when lightning struck a massive barrel warehouse near the Woodford-Franklin County line. The blaze sent flames shooting into the night sky that could be seen for miles and generated so much heat that fire truck lights melted. About 40,000 barrels of aging whiskey were destroyed with the runoff pouring into nearby Glens Creek and then downstream into the rivers. Can you imagine the, uh, in about another 40 years, those, those couple of barrels that maybe made it out that are like have a hint of that smoke, you know, from the fire, what they're going to go for on eBay? So I'm not Jim a- Beam fire. Whiskey, whiskey fire. <laughs> These are, there's only 11 bottles that survived the fire. That I, uh, I'm not a drinker. I don't drink. Right. I haven't for quite a while, but thank God. Uh, I appreciate the hard work and efforts of, of an American company like Jim Bean. I like that they went and, back and paid the state, reimbursed the state agency for the cleanup efforts right. and all that and stuff. And I don't know, you know, it was a lightning strike. Right. Come on. That's a, you know, yeah, what's wasn't the, the guy, deal with wasn't, the 600000 Wasn't Bill out back with the... No, it wasn't. Smoking a cigarette on his break? Yeah, or... Flung it into the barrel of whiskey? But 40,000 barrels of good whiskey, that just seems like that's a shame. There's, I would, I would assume that uh, in Kentucky there were... Um, there were grown men crying 
There's a grown man crying in our studio (laughs) in the bunkhouse. The Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources found dead fish along 62 miles of Glen Creek and the Kentucky River. There was also dead fish in the Ohio River. But Energy Environmental Cabinet spokesman John Murrah Murrah has described the impact there as negligible. In a comment to the newspaper, Bean Suntory, the Chicago-based spirits company company that owns Jim Bean, said, while we were able to minimize impacts to the surrounding environment and wildlife, we recognize the regrettable and unavoidable impacts of the incident and have been committed to doing what we can to restore the environment. That includes making payments to the state to compensate for time spent, resources utilized, and cost to supplement the local fish population there's not a lot of companies that uh, one that i'll commend that are from chicago based uh but um i mean i think they're doing you you're right that with the lightning strike you know it was an unavoidable incident really um but for them to take ownership of that and take responsibility for it and uh and work you know, from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're working with the wildlife department. They're working with the state to to make it right on a crazy accident like that. You know, I I mean, I commend them for that. Me too. I'm I'm all in on that. I'm going. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink a bottle of Jim Beam just to celebrate their efforts. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I, got, I got no interest in that in <laughs> that, that at all. Horrible. You know what you're gonna feel like the next day. <laughs> Archery country, one of the fastest growing sports in the country is archery. In Central Texas, there's only one true archery shop. That's archery country. Whether you're an avid bow hunter chasing elk, whitetail, bear, or game around the world, archery country is the place to get all your gear. If you're looking for something for your kids, the folks at Archery Country know all about the tournaments and school programs. They coach kids and hold classes regularly. How about a crossbow? Archery Country has the best brands and all the gear to get you up and hunting with the crossbow. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard. You can get all the information austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. Did you see the post that uh, one of the owners there at Archery Country made on the Instagrams earlier? He's a big Instagrammer now. Former mayor of Round Rock. Oh, you're talking about Alan? Alan McGraw. He post is Pakistani and... Yeah. We'll have to have him on the show to talk about that. Who yeah. goes to Pakistan with the bow and and their wife and... No, no, no. I This this week was the... Uh, he's he's quite the hunter. This week was a big management buck that he had been hunting. Oh. A big whitetail that had like really short tines, really wide and really old and... I guess they'd been trying to hunt it all year, and he finally got it. So that's cool. <sighs> Some people have to just live life the hard way. I don't know that you want to go to Pakistan with your bow, just your bow, um, right now. You know, with everything. Yeah, he in probably that got in and got out right about the right time before the missiles went in for the general. <laughs> Man missing in Lots Grand of Canyon. Stars. Man missing in Grand Canyon National Park for nearly two weeks was found alive. A Texas man reported missing on December 22nd was found alive in Grand Canyon National Park on Thursday, according to the... So this is a little bit older. No, no, this isn't. 
December 22nd. Yeah, that's about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Martin Edward O'Connor, 58, was located by park rangers and evacuated from the inner canyon around 10 a.m. local time via helicopter, according to National Park Service's press release. He's undergoing a medical evaluation and is in stable condition, awaiting family members to join him before returning home. National Park Service spokeswoman Lily Daniels told CNN by phone O'Connor from the LaPorte, Texas area, was reported missing after he was last seen at the Yavapi Lodge on South Rim of the Grand Canyon. He was believed to be traveling alone and stayed at the lodge from December 17 to 22nd, according to park officials. On Wednesday, hikers reporting seeing O'Connor along the New Hance Trail, where he was located on Thursday, according to the release. That trail leads down to the canyon to the Colorado River and is recommended only for experienced hikers, according to uh, National Park Service. Daniels said it's unclear what transpired during the time O'Connor was missing. Is it on purpose? <clears throat> I don't know. I think he went out and he didn't know where he was going, but two weeks? Yeah. You got to have some kind of gear. You got to have some kind of stuff. You better hope your dog has a pack and has it full of treats and the, snacks. <laughs> you know, the, it was funny. Um, we had... Uh, we had a little emergency. I had a little first aid kit in there, and Mrs. Graney had a blister on her toe, so she wanted a Band-Aid. Oh, my gosh. And she opened it up, and that emergency kit was like 15 years old. And the, everything was kind of like scorched in it. Didn't work. I, was, I didn't carry it because I thought we'd need it. I carried it because it was just, I'm practicing. At the Happy Honda Day sales event, you can unwrap incredible deals that will make you say, oh, my gosh. You know the gift that makes you say, no way. Yep, that's basically Happy Honda Days in a chestnut shell. Get a great deal on a 2019 Civic from KBB.com's best overall brand for 2019. Save today at your Central Texas Honda dealers. Check them out, centraltexashondadealers.com. Based on 2019 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book's kbb.com for more information all right well when we get back on the flip side we got game warden field notes and more you only get it one place live in the bunkhouse sunday morning seven to nine or 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fix me some coffee and a honey bun. That's a classic now. Oh, Ron Sheffield. That's like, that's archaic. Yes. That's good. Need to go to the classic and get some fresh ones. We'll from see. some of those guys. Here's notice to the antis and the terrorists out there. Us bunkhouse boys and our regulators. We don't give in to, your, to the anti-gun crowd, the PETA terrorist or Taliban. It's how we roll here in the bunkhouse. You regulators, keep us informed by riding the trail with us all week long at theoutdoorzone.com. Sun Automotive. At some point, everybody needs to have their vehicle repaired. 
it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. No need to go to the dealer for maintenance or repairs any longer. Sun Auto Mechanics can service all your new car needs at one of their shops with ASE certified technicians. You can follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. They got locations all around Central Texas. SunAutoService.com locations are at 405 West Slaughter Lane. That's the local one for us. 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. 1403 Riverly Boulevard out there in Georgetown and Lakeway. They got the newest one at 1206 Ranch Road 620. SunAutoService.com for more. SunAutoService.com for more. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Two men are in in for it after getting nailed with a ton of unlawful hunting charges. Every single hunting violator should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Luckily for law-abiding deer hunting citizens in Maryland, two violators are getting exactly what they deserve. As the report goes, officers say two men being charged in this case committed some of the worst hunting violations officials have seen in years. After a long, a year-long investigation into the matter, John Galliano the fourth, sixth, and Christopher Johnson, both age 20, have been charged with 73 counts of illegal deer hunting. This definitely Ranks up there among the top, said Lieutenant Aaron Parker of Maryland Department of National Resources Police. The most shocking part of this is the fact that all they did was dump the deer. Most times we run into poachers. Um, The most shocking part of this is the fact that all they did was dump the deer. The charges indicated that Galano and Johnson dumped the carcasses of nearly 12 deer through Maryland neighborhoods. The entire incident took place on one night after shooting the deer with a crossbow and a spotlight. Two deer reported unrecovered. Both men are charged are being charged with the trespassing with trespassing, hunting with spotlights, hunting at night, hunting from a vehicle, shooting across the roadway, hunting with the hunting in a safety zone, hunting on private land without permission, failure to report a harvested deer, wanton waste, false entry in a public record, and illegal dumping. So all that being said, with all my grammatical errors, there's two 20-year-old guys, and they went out on a killing spree with a crossbow and killed a bunch of deer, and I'm glad they just pegged them. Yeah, that's terrible. I hate that kind of stuff. It's good, though, that we have our Texas game wardens, and they don't just do game violations. I mean, they work in all kinds of stuff. I follow their Facebook page, and they're constantly uh, doing all kinds of stuff. Yesterday, they uh, posted about their youth hunt in Cameron, Texas, which was uh, seven hunters harvested their first deer. They were taught how to properly field dress, skin, quarter, harvest, uh Tag. Their meat, tag, obviously. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so that was cool, you know, that they give back in those ways. And, you know, those kids, I mean, seven kids, their first deer in one hunt. That's uh, phenomenal, you know. Well, and I got it. And that's seven hunters <clears throat> for life, potentially. Potentially. Well, and I got to do a shout out to some guys who are out on their deer lease this weekend and um beefsteak and the guys on his deer lease every year save one of their tags to give to a boy um who has never been out hunting before yeah so now uh they had four boys all kill deer their very first deer yesterday yeah and got pictures of it you know yeah, there's a buck and some does and the just, one the one beefsteak took out the boy that beefsteak took out shot that buck uh that was a nice buck and it was bigger than any buck i've seen beefsteak shoot <laughs> so i just had to make that uh, <clears throat> distinction yeah and beefsteak you make a better guy than you do a hunter i'll tell you something else that um the difference between now i I love my game wardens. You know, I was on their podcast recently. I I love my game wardens. But where do those seven kids go next? Well, that's where KOZ falls in. And that's what I was going to say. The ones that went with Beefsteak and his team, those guys next month, those four boys are going to be around some men teaching them some new skills. And every month they're going to be mentoring them in outdoor skills and so when if you take a kid and this can be a shout out to the guys that took one of their son's friends out hunting or their son don't just go to the deer lease and leave the fam at home well and and don't just do it once and then let it drop off you need to continually be what you know if you took one of your son's buddies and he shot a deer, he went to the ranch with you, invite him to do something else again, whether it's, you know, working on the lawnmower or a fence or going fishing or whatever it is, don't just drop it there because that's not training up the next generation. Training up the next generation requires some time and commitment. And uh, fathers are the number one mentor, underutilized mentor in the country. Dads, I mean, they could... They could really step in, and a lot of them do it. I mean, I know some dads out there that, man, they just pile them kids up in their house, and they're always running around with them and stuff, and that's a beautiful thing. Just don't don't forget it, and if, and if we can help those game wardens with those seven kids, call me. Yeah. Uh, we want to we wanna partner with you guys on that stuff. We want those kids to roll into – uh, a mentoring situation. They actually, they had a post uh, also this week from Edwards County. A young boy had shot a, his first deer, and they had a picture of the tag, and uh, it just said that he that the game warden stopped by and helped him uh, um, tag the deer properly, teach him how to tag <laughs> it properly. <laughs> so there's a little bit of learning curve there, but it's good. I mean, that's the... That's the point. You know, a lot of things that guys miss. I mean, I've missed it in the past is well, is is signing, the filling back, out the log on the uh, back uh-huh. of your license. Yeah. And yeah. then where to put your tag. We've had that discussion. You know, if it's got antlers, you're not supposed to put it on the antlers necessarily. You're supposed to keep it with the meat. 
Um, I know, and that, I was gonna. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that I'm not sure. I'm still not sure about that. I need to get. We need to get one of our buddies online on on the show. If you boil them horns long enough, you can eat them. No, you can't. Oh. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. Hey, we're going to take a break. Fill up your coffee cup. Meet us back here in just a few minutes. Uh, it's uh, we got an armed citizens report. Plus, i got to tell you, my father-in-law shot an axis oh, deer. Oh, finally. And i got, and I got to tell you, i got to tell you the story on the flip side, what I know so far. It's pretty funny. You catch it only one place. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it right here live. Every Sunday morning from 7 to 9, plus you catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Cause